Welcome to Live Unashamed, where we pause the show and invite members of our team to talk vulnerably about their own recovery, things they're learning, the resources that are actually working, and what it truly means to live unashamed. Chris. What up? James. How you doing, man? <laughs> As Willy Wonka would say, strike that reverser. Yep. Okay, so today, hot topic. No secrets. Why do you share your story? Originally, I shared my story because, man, I just, I was so scared because it was all new. I was asked to share my story in my church, and my wife and I shared our story to everybody, and it had such an impact on other people that were there. And then we got asked by our church leaders to share again throughout, like, a, a big area in our church. And so we just kept sharing and sharing, and then we got asked by um, the LDS Church to actually share our story that would go worldwide, and there would be no anonymity. And I think that is a great answer if someone asked you this question at a fireside. Now, take me back. Why did you really first share your story? First share my story because God helped me change my life. He changed me, and I wanted to be able to share that with everyone else. And if I could just help one person, just one is all I cared about. If I could help just one person feel the way that I got to feel and change their life the way that I did, and God could help them and provide hope through them or through me to them, I would absolutely do it over and over and over again. James. Because you're not Mr. I go do a bunch of firesides with your story. Nope, that ain't me. I started sharing my story because I wanted people to know that change was possible. I wanted people that were walking in the in the shame and in just that darkness, I wanted them to know that they didn't have to walk in that shame and darkness, that there was help, that they... And in a way to just normalize their experience, like, dude, not only are you not the only one, there's like a bunch of us that are struggling and that there was hope on the other side of it. Agree. Same answer as Chris. Um, my same answer. Right? Yeah. Uh, I have the desire and I have hope, but this is interesting doing this episode with the two of you because you don't go public all the time. No. And Chris is like, where can I do a fireside next? Yeah, totally. So my question going back to you, Chris, is why why public? Because there's there is hundreds of men in recovery and women recovery that totally share their story one to one with people. You know, we had that bishop who came on the show that's like, Yeah, whenever I interview someone, I'm totally like, Hey, I've struggled with that. You know, I see you. So why why speaking live on the loudspeaker, why that? Because nobody else was doing it. Well, I can tell you, I can bingo. Well, I can tell you partly why I did it was because Chris did it, and Chris and Autumn's story gave me so much hope. And I was like, I know how much that changed and impacted me. But I was like, if their story, I have to be able to, like, I knew the power that it had, and so it was like, so Chris's example. And his story is part of the reason of my why. Agree. So, well, what's your why? Yeah. Well, I'm 
there's still some between the two of you. I'm teasing out here. <laughs> and then I'm happy to talk. It's not hard to get me to talk on this podcast because no one else was doing it. Right. Tell me about that. Because I agree with you because this is what I think has been out there. And do I think you're like the old G, the original, no one's ever done it and you're the god of this? No, I don't. But I think in many of the circles we run in and a lot and around our church, you know, around a lot of stuff, I think there's some truth to that. Because you have a big ugly story. Yeah. And it's it, sometimes, especially in the beginning, man, it was the hardest thing ever to share. It's gotten easier to share, but I still get, I mean, you guys have heard me talk a million times and, and every time I share from my heart and and it gets me, you know, I'm balling on stage. It's still it your story. And, it doesn't matter how many times you say it. Yeah. Right? I just wanted to be, a, I don't hear anybody's story. Back then I was never hearing anybody talking about it. Everybody was so isolated and it was so shameful to have an addiction to porn and that was so scary and everybody's like, oh, we got to keep it under wraps. We, you know, we had church leaders saying, hey, just don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say because I feel like the narrative and still in a lot of circles the narrative is, you know, maybe say it to some young men in a kind of like, I've struggled before, wink, kind of way, right? Not where you're like, so I was hiding alcohol at the, our old house because I didn't want my wife to know I was having an affair, right? Like that, that you do not say that. Right. So that's the gap that you saw that you're like, no one's saying it out loud. Right. Do you think that was about you decompressing your own shame? Oh, totally. Like not, like not no living in shame anymore. Right. Because no one's saying it out loud still sends the note that you're still a bad guy. Right. We're happy that you healed. But right. don't, your story's ugly. Yeah, don't, so don't, don't tell anybody that out loud. Especially where I was at. It wasn't just porn and masturbation. It was affairs, and it wasn't just one affair. It was multiple affairs, and I say, my wife even tried to take her life because of it. Yeah. And, I mean, there could be so much, but I know where shame lives, and that's in isolation. And I didn't want to isolate. I wanted to be open and be able to share my story. And that's even helped me keep the sobriety that I've had, that I've got right now. Well, and, and that I, that's what I'm hearing you say is it's helping you combat your own shame. Yes. That 100%. your story isn't bigger or worse or bad than the porn jockeys, all that. Right. So here's the parallel process I'm having with you. You know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> he, he knows. Ready, go. What do you say to me all the time in the back room at that I am like, no, you're wrong on this. And I'm sure you've heard it from him too. My story doesn't have impact. So if you don't know, James is what I call a porn jockey, meaning no strip clubs, no affairs, yeah, no, no prostitutes, yeah, just yeah. porn, just good old fashioned porn yeah, and masturbation. Th nothing <laughs> compelling about that story, right? Doesn't have the, the bigness, the, the explosiveness, the, the, you know, all the, Things that's just like. How do you reconcile everything we stand for as a movement, <laughs> everything we say to people all the time <laughs> who come on the show? Yeah, your story matters. You're you're gonna say it in a way that impacts people. Yeah, but yet sit here with a semi straight face <laughs> and tell me your story doesn't have impact. It's just that. Do you still feel that way? 
Um, sometimes, yeah, it just doesn't feel like a compelling story that's very interesting. You know, it's like, yep, this dude used to really struggle and look at porn, and now he's doing real good, you know. But to your point, it's like, it's my own, I guess, it would be just the, the shame narrative of like, it's not really important, or it's not going to change people's lives the way that, you know, Chris's story would, like Chris's, because Chris's story changed my life. My story didn't change my life, you know. So, there you go. So, what what are you going to do with that smug look? Well, again, I guess I'm just saying, like, I just still... But I'm happy to share my story. Listen to it. It's episode, like, two. So... Again, where I go back to is, and Jane's holding up in a clipboard over here, is the comparison. Yeah. That's exactly what, that there is a lesser or a greater that. Sure. Your suffering doesn't matter as much. Your story's not as compelling as others, which I'm curious about because we have had not one or two we've had there's a whole people don't know this there's a whole little james fan club and not <laughs> only not only is there a james fan club it usually comes with a statement on the front end of i think steven's kind of annoying but i listen to the show for you mm-hmm. not not the guys over and here your story not changed the guys my life over here with the with the big old mm-hmm. crazy i can't believe they actually did that story yeah it's this little group of hearts. Yeah. Big group of hearts. I don't even know. I'm you have all these secret emails with all these fans I don't even know about. But yeah. so, <laughs> he's keeping we, them to himself. We need to put a poll out there, you know, team Steve, team James. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> Do you think my, my ego can handle that when everyone's team James? I'm team James. <laughs> Me too. Where so here's the real truth about this, right? Yeah. Where does that comparison come from? Because we all know intellectually right now yeah. you're wrong. Sure. Right? Yeah. We can all sit up here in our head and you're wrong. Yeah. Heart space. Where's that where's that coming from for you? Well, it comes from I mean I can t- I can trace it back to childhood. Please do. If you want to go to therapy land, you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> therapy land. Yeah. Well, you have to use the therapist voice. Let's journey. <laughs> Let's therapy journey land. To therapy land. Therapy yeah. land. James Wilhite's childhood. Yeah, that's where my story becomes compelling and interesting. You know, as I share my the story of you know do the fatherlessness session up at boot camp, I know that that power that story has power and impact. The part that doesn't in my mind is like, who cares that I looked at porn and struggled with shame? The more compelling part is how I got there. You realize it's the same story, right? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. But it's a little harder story to tell at a fireside. In my mind, is it? Tell tell me, people are not looking for hope of how can I stop this addiction, and you don't have an answer for them. When you're on stage, and you're able to share your story, yeah, and that you were able to find sobriety, you were able to find Recovery. God yeah. in a new way, yeah, and all these men and women that are struggling with that look up to that and is like that changed my life because here's the this is one of the reasons why I and I'm glad we're having this conversation out loud because you and I have had it halfway I think a million times I think my you and I are reverse I think my trauma story is not compelling 
I mean, we both we've talked I've talked about this with you guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, gosh, you know what? My life was hard, guys, because I grew up in Holiday, Utah, where I think the average household income is like two hundred thousand dollars. And you know what? My dad bought me a new pair of Jordans, but he only cared about my basketball games if I was good. And, you know, I felt alone sometimes when my parents took me to Disneyland for Christmas. Nope, my dad didn't hit me. <laughs> I have I have members of my family that were sexually abused. I wasn't, to my knowledge. Like, my mom kind of had a fair or whatever. That is so, to me, feels so small compared to my dad committed suicide when I was 17. My dad was a professional baseball player that got his career robbed from him in alcoholism and then my first memory of my stepfather, like I look at my trauma story and I'm like, what's my excuse, right? Like your trauma mm. story was this big yeah, and your acting out was this big. And I feel like my trauma story was this big and my acting out was that big. Yeah. So, so do you like know I've much about, about big T trauma and little T trauma? Your mom does. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, but that's what I'm saying. I guess, yeah. I guess because I'm yeah. thinking of what, it, when we see another, I'm like, why am I so bugged hmm. about, James having this comparing about a smaller story. It's you spot it, you got it. Yeah. Because I feel that way. Yeah. I I feel like some of the difficulty I like my trauma's not big enough to explain mm. how much how how big my acting out got. Mm. Because your brain got rewired. Yeah. I feel you, bro. Intellectually, yes. I know the big T, little T, <laughs> right? Intellectually we're here and I get it, but and I and I think to answer the question of this episode, right? Of why do I share my story? I, I think I, I think I'm in the same boat with you, Chris, because people just weren't, you know. And um, you're the only person in my and see, I came into recovery when like it was a hot topic in church. There were therapists who now it wasn't new anymore. When I right. when you entered recovery, when you guys entered recovery, people were like, "Sex addiction's a thing." Right when I entered like recovery, it, it was a known thing. Now we had a process. There was a therapy process. We had twelve step process. We had all this. Pro- so for me, I came into the game when, like, second generation kind of it feels like, right? Like, twenty fourteen yeah. was early two thousands. That first decade was like, this is a thing. Yeah, you know where I. So I feel like I came in after that, and it was like, oh, this is already here. And the only person I'd ever heard ever talked about it is you. In a, in a in a real way, right? I mean, we still don't all the time, right? And so yeah. I think I think that that is the thing that still surprises me today is I feel like that we're on the loudspeaker. There's other outsiders on the loudspeaker. There's other podcasts. You know, I've had several people, and you you guys have experienced too, come mm-hmm. up to me and they're like, "Hey, I'm thinking about like starting a podcast," and I think what they think I'm going to say is, "Hey, man, get off our turf," <laughs> you know, like like the, like this is our deal, but. Everyone should be doing it. And that's the part for me and get back to you is I can a hundred percent answer why doing unashamed and afraid and being public with my story. I, I did it for the reasons you did it for. I can tell you what the results of it are. It's the reason I stayed in recovery. hundred hundred percent. It is the reason why I stayed in recovery. I had such a hard time being honest so often that if I did not have the people around this podcast and the like, I care enough about the message of hope to keep staying in the recovery game. I don't know that I would have. If I was just someone going to a 12 step meeting and no one knew my name, like, I don't know. I don't know that I would have. 
What yeah. does sharing your story do for you? What does it do for me now? Yeah. It reminds me, now it just causes me to just praise God. It causes me to just really awe and wonder over his, you know, grace and mercy, his goodness. Like now it just inspires awe in me. Reverence, that. worship. I get that. I get that. What about for you? Sharing your story did what for you? Made me come alive. And that, that makes me, still to this day, makes me come alive in God. Because it isn't it isn't my story that changes people's lives. I know that they get that, but but it's it's God changing their lives. Yeah. And the more that I can do that and I can see people change in front of me and I get to meet them and talk to them and see them and watch them change in front of me. Right. I will do this till the day I die to keep doing it and right. watching people get this light of hope in there in their eyes and watch the light of Christ come back in their eyes because it's so beautiful to me. Yeah. And that's what I love about Chris's story. It's like, if God can change me, he can change anybody. Right. And that's what I love about, that's what I mean by that compellingness of that. Yeah. Because there was so much going on, you know? And so. Right. I, I just, I just think the compelling part of your guys' story is yeah. different. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I agree with what both of you said. That's why to me, it's interesting to me. And I think I'm going to say something that maybe is not PC. I think when people are sharing their story or write a book about themselves and their ego gets in the way, I think because there's part of it that they don't share, share the whole story. They share a cleaned up version of it. And they get lost in the pose of that. Mm. Because I think about Brene Brown talking about like, I got into the game talking about my crap, right? Yeah. And so like, it's pretty easy to be like, yeah, I messed up. And I just think like, for me, sharing the story, I feel more humbled by it. I don't feel ego because I'm like, holy cow, there's no way I could have done this. When mm -hmm. we actually talk about the dark corners of the story, like, dude, your wife attempted suicide and you still didn't stop. Right. It didn't change you. I'm on round three of disclosure. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like there's just like, I think when you talk about the actual whole story, I don't know how anyone's actual whole story doesn't humble. Mm -hmm. I think when they share a half truth of it, the cleaned up version about, oh, look oh, at totally. how great I am. Right. Yeah. I think they take their ego and sail right off a freaking cliff. But I think that's why. And the reason I bring this up is people are so anti sharing your story. Cause if you share your story, you're going to get an ego and fall off a cliff. That's mm. the right. Your church leader, don't go share your story because then you're going to screw up and we're going to. And we've run into the church that. again. We've run into people. We've totally run like, into people who. Oh, done I'm that brand new to recovery, so now I want to share my story. Totally. Yeah. And when it's about validating that, I but I think when you open all of the nooks and crannies, it happens. In in sharing that, in sharing it in its fullness, I think that's for me what has changed it, because I had the experience. So this last boot camp, we went. You know, we did up here in Utah. I went as a participant, which you had the experience of doing a year ago. You're going to experience. It's awesome. And I chose Jeremy and I were joking about it. He's on our team. And I'm like, I'm going to change my name tag. And so people can't even talk to me or know me. And I really did. Like, I really had this spiritual experience. And people, some people still knew me and whatever and had some fun. But I really had a spiritual experience of really wanting to put down the stage version of me, mm. like the unashamed guy or whatever. And I totally feel like I had this, uh, it, it's a wonderful life. If you remember the old movies, my dad's favorite, shout out to my dad. 
he thinks his life is not meaningful and he hasn't won any kind of the battles of his life. So an angel shows him what his life would be like if he didn't exist. Hmm. And all these people's lives are way worse off because he was, you know, they didn't have these intersections where they interacted right. with him. So it's like super cool for me to like that shame narrative that like, I'm so screwed up. I really am a bad person to, to be up at boot camp with people and kind of be in the shadows of boot camp as opposed to on stage at boot camp. And have people be just realized like, cause people always say at bootcamp, like people are talking about the podcast. I'm like, I never hear anyone say that. Well, because I'm me, I'm not sitting at some lunch table out of context. Right. So it was interesting with that happening. It just changed it. And so here's the, you guys tell me if you agree with this statement and, and we'll leave this episode at this. I would argue that if you are willing to like the, the, the call to what I think live unashamed means when it's about secrets to your story is to actually share your whole story. Oh, totally. Yeah. Not the not the half version. Not the cleaned up. Not a cleaned up version. Of share or not your, even just the messed up, super messed up parts yeah, and leaving this part. Yeah, yeah. Right. Share the whole story. The good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. all of it. And if you will share your whole story, I think healing happens. I think owning your whole story is really a part of how people get to from recovery to recovered. And if you will share your whole story, I would argue, and you two can agree with me or not, that healing will take place. Yes? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of mechanics that'll go on behind that. My whole brain's just like. Yeah, you'll have some people. A bunch of stuff will fall into place. Some people might shame you. Some You're going to get out of your own denial. There's a whole bunch that comes with that. Live unashamed. Share your story. It's healing. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you, man.